When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel Taluk. It's your boy, Half of Doublish, trying to exist, trying to stay alive. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave a five-star review. We'll read it on the show. If you're on Spotify, follow. If you're on, I don't know, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Acast, Undercast, Sidecast, Behindcast, wherever you're listening, you know what to do. Have hope. Where can people follow you? On the street. I don't think you want people following you on the yeah, street. Yeah, look, man, you never know. Man. Well, that's true. You can, you can, you can find me around, around, around the corner, man, around the corner. Halfofootballhood.com? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, a whole decade, bro? <laughs> that's the, that's, that's, that's going to be the title of the podcast. I had that since like two days ago. A whole decade? It's disgusting. Man. Is that what we're doing? I thought Juventus would be the one. Because it looked it looked so clear that they were just gonna win ten, and then they decided, yeah, the sorry thing's not worth it. Pure low, and then that's just derailed Serie A, perhaps in a good way, because now there's a little bit more question about who's going to win Serie A. Bayern, it doesn't matter who they put, Heinkes, Kovac, Ancelotti, who was there? Flick. Mm. Didn't Stiko Kovac win? Yeah, he must have. Yeah, yeah, Kovac, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, he must have, yeah, 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 because it's a draw, yeah. So, yeah, Kovac. <laughs> basically, whoever was a band manager in the last 10 years won a, won a league title. I don't, so. it doesn't go back to, like, Van Hal in those days, no, no. but Bayern seasons on Wikipedia. Let's do it. List of seasons. It started with Heinkes, Pep, of course. I knew there was one I was forgetting. So, Pep won three, then it went to Ancelotti. Ancelotti got sacked, and then Heikis came back. Then it went to Kovac. Then he got sacked. It went to Flick. Flick won it. Then he left for Germany, and now it's Nagelsmann. I was like, there's another guy in there, and it was Pep. How could you forget Pep, Daniel? Um, oh, yeah. Those are the guys. Um, I thought it was apropos that they beat Dortmund because they've been the closest, I would say, to derailing this project if 10 in a row is a project mm. um 
the game itself, Navri's goal was really good. Did you really think that oh, Dortmund had any chance of doing anything? There's like... Oh, I don't know. there was I, a small chance. Oh, maybe. I don't. No, 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 no. I was going to say, I don't know uh, if it's hype maybe. or what, but I do always feel like Dortmund have a chance, and that's just marketing, I think. They hype these two teams as being so, the best So, but you in buy into it. Daniel, as a smart, wise man, <laughs> I know that you're not one of these guys that... I know you're a guy who looks beyond the beyond the pill and so forth. Do you really buy into that crap that they sell about? Oh, this really cool close. You never know what's what's gonna happen. You know, don't have a chance, bro. No, they have a, like because, because every single time that they, they play, play like, each other, they get okay. I don't want to say this because obviously, what like they get adopted. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna use that word. They they get ad- ad- adopted. They get ad- adopted. So I could contrast it with like Dillian White, Tyson Fury. Or just boxing in general. You know there's one fighter that he's going to win or she's going to win. But, you know, there's still that puncher's chance and then they hype it up in a particular way. So, like, Dillian White was never going to beat Tyson Fury. But the way they hyped it up, you thought, ah, maybe he could hit him with something. No, no. (laughs) But no, he's he's not. He's he's just not. And that's that's Dortmund and and Bayern. They're not going to hit them with anything. But the way that they hype it, it's like I could see it maybe – Haaland, maybe, Royce, maybe, and Dortmund, to be fair, had their chances. It's just that they didn't put the ball in the net. So, but yes, to, to, to answer your very pointed and direct question, no, I don't believe it, but I want to believe it. I don't give it down. <laughs> because, see, I was, cause I was looking through Reddit and like, someone said that this binary um, dominance is like a money-making scheme for Bayern or something. I was like, okay, okay let me not read too much into that. I was like, okay, but I think the crazy thing is I think basically the discussion I have is 50 plus plus people plus one. I think that there's a feeling in Germany where they're not interested in competition. They view their club as tradition. I'm a Borussia Mönchengladbach fan. What motivates you to, to be a fan? Is it of like a chance of you winning? No, no. I grew up the part of the, 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 the city. I'm part of the family. part of the, the, the community. It's cool. So for them, ban winning gets all the time. There's no issue. Part of my life is going to Mönchengladbach matches. I'm one of those guys that says, no, Chelsea have to win a trophy. If they don't win a trophy, that's a problem. We're going to have civil war. But for some other people, they're like, no, like, we're just, no, we're just, we're just happy just to see our team play because this, this team is part of me. It's part of my, my life and, and so forth. And that's the danger. So the only way you can be banned is you've got to scrap the 50 plus one rule and you have to open up investment for clubs so that guys can actually really get better players and the top players. Because as as is, why... Now, my th- my thing is, okay, why would Bayern win the next four or five? Now, if Lewandowski leaves this summer and they don't get a replacement, it'll be interesting. But we know that if he leaves, they're going to get a replacement. So you need to tell me, give me a reason why they're not going to win the next three, four or five. Oh, what? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a reason. Look, man, this, the, like, this... one, one that you'd be like, oh, okay. But I can't think of one that you'd go, oh, There okay. isn't one. There isn't one, bro. Okay, let's let's say Lewandowski leaves. What are the chances that they that they don't just go get Haaland or somebody? like? like this is why I don't feel sympathy for Dortmund. Because who did Lewandowski used to play for? Who did Hummels used to play for before he went and then came back? Who did uh, Gota used to play for? 
Who did that? Like all the, if you just look like, oh, so you're just gonna sell your best player to Dortmund or just let them leave or whatever the case may be. It's just like the relationship between those two clubs is so big brother, little brother. Mm. You're just happy to make money off of players and oh, we've developed this player, we'll sell them for a good price. And that way you can kind of keep the I don't know, the Dortmund business model afloat. I can't feel too bad for you because you did build a team that could have sustained itself. Imagine if Royce and Lewandowski stayed together for 10, 10 years, yeah. 12 years, or just in a, in a fantasy world, if Royce never got injuries and all of that, who knows? But I can't feel but so bad because they've contributed to the disrepute of the league. If I could word it that way with, I'm trying not to, again, I'm trying not to venture into like <laughs> sexual references. Whoa, yeah, no, come on. But yeah, like they've, they've contributed to the downfall of the competition, I feel. So I can't feel but so bad. So let's say Lewandowski goes. Who's to say that the next best striker in Germany, whether they be for Leipzig or Dortmund or Leverkusen, who's to say they just won't sell them to Bayern because it just makes fiscal sense? How do you feel about the business model, though, in general, of like 50 plus one? Like if you could bring that to English football or Spanish football, Spanish football is a bit different. But if you could bring it to like English football in particular, would you like that? If fans owned a significant portion of the club? See, there's a plus and a minus. The good side of it is basically no, sorry, the bad side of it is you don't have you wouldn't have a guy like Abramovich, Sheikh Mansour, or the new or the Newcastle group. The good side of it is you don't have an, a situation like Kronke. So that's the thing. You know, if you introduce it, a guy like Kronke can't um, come in, take control, and completely just um, treat the club like trash with regards to transfers. And you're kind of with with leave because fans have a, a, a huge say. But on the downside is you won't be able to have the opportunity to have a genuine football fan who is passionate about his club winning trophies, willing to invest his own money, liquid cash, in getting players. So if I had to choose, I'd be willing to take the risk of just scrapping the fifty plus, plus one rule. In an in an ideal world, in an ideal world. Let the, the fans have majority ownership because this this is a game for the fans. This is a game for the people. But we don't live in an ideal world. We live in the real world. So in the real world, um, you need money. You need to give those players that money. You need you, you need to pay up, <laughs> you know. And if you don't have those two, three, four quality players, what can you do? Look at what Milan are, are doing. Milan oh. shouldn't be competing with Inter oh. right now. I forgot it was a free transfer. What they didn't even make money. He just left for free. Who who? Lewandowski. It was a free trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, you were from Dortmund. Yeah. Go Gota was the one that was 40 million. Remember he was mm. when he was in the stands? Was it the it wasn't the Champions League final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Oh, no, it was the final. It was the final. It was the final. It was the final. Yeah. yeah, he was in the stands. And then he left. Free? The question we should be asking is does anyone care? That's that is the key question. I no, think no, no, no. it's I think it's bad for football when one of those leagues has such a dominant team. And and but my main thing is in Germany, the German FA and the people who come to the Bundesliga, are they bothered about this dominance? And that is the scary thing, is that no. I don't think they are. Yeah. Because whatever case may be, this is bad for the league. It's bad for the league because it's bad because what you now have, you don't have a competition. You just have an exhibition. <laughs> like, it literally, it's just an, an exhibition because, for instance, like, what, 
like when I was I was I was young here, my favorite program was either I think it was World Soccer or Trans World Sports. And what they used to do with World Soccer is they'd basically show clips of like uh, matches from all over the leagues. I don't even know whether they do it now, but it's just show. So what's happening in Bundesliga? I was like, wow. And I was like, okay, look, look at who's what's happening in Syria. What's happening in the Ypsil, what's happening in La Liga. So I just like to see what was happening around the world with regards to league tables, because I would be interested if there was a test result, like well, who, who's going to win, who, who, who's going to win. But it's so crazy, like something happened. And I don't know when it was, whether it was this past decade because before 2010 or so forth, the most you had was three in a row. Mm-mm. Lyon. Remember when they won seven? That's the first one I remember. What what, what were, were the years? Between where, when and where? I want to say 2001 and 2008. And those, those are the only seven they've won. But those were the seven that they won in a row. Because when I was growing up, Lyon was like a thing. So maybe... You then you can then start with Leon, but see my only the only thing I'll say about Leon is that when you look at the well before let's say twenty ten the elite leagues people would say EPL, Syria, Bundesliga, and the Spanish league. I think basically if you if you were to say like that's tier one, EPL, Bundesliga, Syria, La Liga that that's been okay. tier one. Then tier two, Primera Liga, Eredivisie, Ligue 1. Damn, you know they've been devoted. <laughs> yeah, like, that's 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 what was written us. And I think, look, only one French team in the history has won the Champions, and that was Marseille, and that's it. Mm. You know, Dortmund won it in '97. Bayern have watched, won it a bunch of of times. So the French league has never really been on the same standing as those top four four leagues. So mm. when see see when Lyon did it, that it was like, oh, okay, wow, that's a bop. Okay, French League, you're not really looking at it. But the issue was now when it was happening in the Syria and happening in the Bundesliga. Then it's like, oh, whoa. How do you have a team dominating like this in one of the elite leagues? So, so, so then you're like, okay, this is, this, 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 is, this, is, this is a bit wild. You know, this is a bit wild. Um, and you see, my th- and here's the thing. The Bayern fan. Because when I put out the video, some Bayern fans were like, hey, I'm happy, but I'm actually happy. A few Bayern fans were like, no, I didn't celebrate. Like one Bayern fan says, I was actually happier when we beat Salzburg in that second leg UCL than winning the, the, the league. <laughs> because if you're a Bayern fan, should you be jumping up and down and be happy that you've won your 10th title in a row? Because it means more it's like when you fight let's say you're playing video game if you beat a boss on easy or novice okay but if you beat a boss on a hard super hard it's it feels a lot more satisfying yeah so you know I, I, I'll, I'll say we've seen eras of dominance before so again, I think we referenced this last week or the week before. Like Manchester United clearly had a, a period of dominance in England, where they won. Uh, if I remember what I calculated, it was like eight of eleven. Like that's a period of dominance. If we go back into like maybe the seventies or the eighties, like Liverpool had their period of dominance where they won a number um, of of Premier Leagues. If we look at just thinking randomly, Serie A, like. To, like after Caltropoli, they won wait, four wait, wait, or five hold, hold in a row. Did did he say Caltropoli? Caltropoli. 
Calcio Poli. Like football in Italian is calcio. I think maybe poli means. Yeah, so that's why I said. You said Caltropoli. I was about to say, what the hell is that? What the hell is Caltropoli? Calcio Poli. I never said a T. You you said Caltropoli. <laughs> Go listen to the edits. You said Caltropoli. Hold on. Caltropoli. That's how I would say it if I said it like that. I would never Caltro- say Yeah, what the hell is Caltropoli? I don't know. You made it up. No, you said Caltropoli. <laughs> that's the way I said Caltropoli. You said Caltropoli. That's why. That's why. I, I was like, what the hell is called Caltropoli? Cal- Calciopoli. For the edit. When Juventus got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> man, learn to speak, man. Come on, man. I'm not learning Italian. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, like, a word like that, you should be able to, like, look, it's it, it's not that hard. Calciopoli. I just learned how to say Cagliari last year. So... He said, now that you don't need to learn because those guys are racist. So there's no point in you learning about <laughs> That's why that. I don't want to know Italian. I don't care. When, when Juventus got relegated, Inter had a period of like four or five years, I think, where they won. Was that 2006, 07, 08, 09, and 10? So five? I think they had five in a row. I mean, if you look at the Spanish league, obviously you have the duopoly there, but sometimes Valencia will come through and win. Sometimes uh, recently, I guess it's been Atletico. But ten in a row—that's madness. It's madness. Well, I, to to be fair, like you, you, Juventus do have nine, but ten, ten is just—it's a—it's a good number. My question for you though mm. is: in Germany, they only play thirty-four games because yeah. there's only eighteen teams in the league. Do you think German football deserves that fourth automatic Champions League spot? I think you should give that automatic qualifier to the third team in Portugal to the second or third team in the Eredivisie to I wouldn't give it to the fourth team in France. Like they can they can keep so that. why do you like, say that? why just, why just delegate it to another league why? that because of the competitive standard of the league. Clearly that league can't be but so competitive if a team is winning it ten times in a row. So why 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 wouldn't you want Porto Okay uh, okay let's flip it. And Pica let's flip and, it. Go ahead. If Bayern were in Primera Liga, would they do the same thing? For me, it's not about no, no, Bayern no, but, but, itself. No, but, it's about how, how good is that league. Because no, Bayern no, no, are no, no. propping up how good that league is with the take, coefficient and take, everything. Take Bayern away. Have Dortmund finished second every season for the last 10 years? I think I think Leverkusen ran them close a few um, seasons ago. And I think and I think another time Leipzig came second. So for me, if you remove if you remove Bayern, it's pretty competitive. But when you put Bayern there, it doesn't it's not competitive because of how easy Bayern but if you remove them away. It's the same with France though. If you remove PSG it's a competitive league. Oh no, no yeah. So so my but, thing but, is that, but what but they only get three spots and there's twenty teams in the league. No, no but but my thing is that I, I have so you have it's you still you still not made a good arguments as to why they should lose the fourth spots because, because Bayern have won the first, Firstly, it's the number of teams. If you only have eighteen teams in the league, four of them get to go. Four of eighteen is what is vastly different to me than four from twenty. Wait, 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 hold up. Aren't aren't the Frank in the Europa League semis? Okay, it's Europa League. If you want to have hey, another Europa League man. spot, there you go. Look, man, stop, stop, stop hating, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I've always had a problem with a, a league that has 18 teams in it getting four Champions League spots. Then on top of that, that league is being dominated by one team for a whole decade? What are we doing? PSV have to go through, like, qualification? 
because Ajax will win the league and then the second team from the Eredivisie has to go through all the qualifying rounds. Why? I think the, the Eredivisie has 18 teams. They have one automatic spot and one qualification. Portugal has 18 teams. They have two automatic and one qualifying. Germany has 18 teams, but they have four automatic spots. I don't like that. The, the only way I'd give them four spots automatically is if you added two more teams to your league and then you have to play four more games and you don't get your winner break in the same way. Then you have to go through the same kind of rigors that teams in Spain, England, and in France do. That's the only way I'd give them four. So I'm just using this as as an excuse to just you know stand on my soapbox and say, I don't think Germany needs four spots. I know people will hear that and they'll be like, what is he talking about? But... Basically, basically, you're a hate so basically. <laughs> I'm not a hater. I'm just looking at the no, no, facts. No, 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 no. You're a hater. You're, you're a hater. You're a hater. No, no. Look, shouts to to the Frank man of of for Thursday. You know, Calciopoli. Calciopoli. It's calcio. I know that part. It's the other part. Calciopoli. That's how you say it. Poli. So you just add poli at the end. Yeah. I feel like I say that. Why is it calcio? Why? Okay, why is it calcio? I go calcio and you're going calcio. Yeah. It's it's Italian, bro. I just don't know how no, it no, goes. No, 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 but see, I'm just going by when people talked talked about it, how they 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 said it. So maybe people on BT Sports, Eurosports, they knew I said it wrong, but whatever they said, they just they said calcio poli. So just take my L. <laughs> <laughs> I've been relegated. Um, there you go. I can't think of anything else other than, as you said, disgusting. It's a disgrace. Ooh, when does it stop? When Bayern begins to decline? No, no, no. Like, I need a year or a number. Like, will we will we see 15? Will we see, well, let's, will, will we see 12? Why not? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, here's the thing. You can't predict the, the, the future. So the real <laughs> thing is that when are you going to see a Klopp Dortmund scenario? A really good coach who comes in and just scouts four or five really good players. And maybe you get a Schalke, maybe it's a Schalke, a Leverkusen, a Mönchengladbach who have this maverick man who comes and gets four or five players. And they're just this really good team that somehow say what's up, you know. Um, but here's the thing, though. If Bayern lose Lewandowski and they don't replace him, it could, it could be interesting. Maybe this is dependent on what Klopp does after he leaves Liverpool or something like that. Like, if he decides, okay, I want to go back to Germany, I'll go back to Dortmund, I'll do this, I'll do that. Maybe he could figure out something? I don't know about that, bro. But it feels to me like he'll end up, I don't know, like in Barcelona or Real Madrid or someplace like that. Or he'll just retire in general. Like, I'm over it. I'll go listen to my rock music or something. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I need to just know, if, is it three goals, four goals? What is the exact number Messi's on right now in Uber Eats? Four goals just in the Uber Eats. Damn, Messi's Wikipedia page is long. That is his fourth goal. Pause. Yeah, four goals in 22 games. But if we go to who scored, 13 assists. So was that good? 19 goal contributions in the season from Messi? That is terrible math. 17 goal contributions in the season. I'm sorry. At least he, he scored an amazing goal that clinched the entire title. I mean, you've got to walk. You, you, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> so at least you, he has that. You know, they drew. They didn't even win the game. I know, I know, I know. They drew, but, but, but the goal contributed to. Af- after the game, PSG fans were booing. They were booing after the goal. Why shouldn't they boo? I, I'm not saying they shouldn't or should. I'm just saying PSG, like the ultras, they're not happy people, generally speaking. Like Paris is a really, it's a tough crowd. Mm. Put it that way. So the only player who they're cheering is the one who wants to leave. Neymar and Messi have apparently been earmarked as like two guys that have just let the cause down. Mbappe, because he's scoring all the goals, they want him to stay. So they're cheering him. So Messi scores, and some fans were telling other fans not to celebrate, whereas other fans were just like, no, we're going to win the league, so I'm going to be happy. Then, who they played? Lance? They scored late 1-1. And bro- they won the they won the they won a ring they won a chip <laughs> <laughs> they won the title but the fans still weren't happy because they're in a situation where Champions League or nothing I don't know what number this is it might be ten this might be their tenth in twelve years or something like that they've won the league enough no success in the Champions League and Messi and Neymar and Mbappe were meant to win them that so. In a way, to to get back to your question, Mm. yeah, it's good that you scored a goal that won the league, but that's not what you were brought there to do, even if last season they didn't win. So it's like you're reclaiming something that you've lost, but I don't think PSG fans want to win the league uh, again. I'm pretty sure they're over that one. they, They want the Champions League. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't show up Refresh my memory. Was he he was good in the first leg? Who? Messi. Uh, he was okay. He wasn't great. He was okay. And I can't think of anything of note that he did in the second leg. It's almost as if he didn't play in my mind. Hmm. Which isn't good. Like I remember what Mbappe did. I remember what Neymar did. I don't remember anything of significance that Messi did this season except for that goal so yeah man it's yeah like the homeboy didn't do much man <laughs> you know let's prove he didn't do much is this mbappe's last season there you think or it has to be but wait it's Me one too. of those weird things that he could stay he this is it is loyalty or football heritage that's his his choice he wins How? with with psg you go into legendary status you win it with real madrid and it's what it is but you there is a greater chance for him winning his his there's a greater chance for him getting the UCL Infinity Stone with Real than getting it with PSG. <laughs> so. Would you caution against it? 
perhaps the same way that we might have cautioned Eden Hazard or Lukaku no, with Inter no, 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 or Pogba with Juventus. Do you no. would you caution against it, or is PSG is PSG so toxic? Isn't the word, but are they down? Toxic. But 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 are they so down bad that it probably is worth it to leave for Madrid and chase that dream, or? Is Mbappe impervious to his dream failing? Like, is he so good that there's no way he'll go to Madrid and flop? I can't see it happening. I can't see him going to Madrid and having a hazard experience or the same way Lukaku went to Chelsea and now he's having this bad experience or Pogba. You could almost foresee in those instances, like, are you sure you want to do this? Because where you're at is pretty good. With Mbappe, I don't get that same feeling. I feel like if he goes to Madrid, it'll be fine. All roads lead through Real Madrid. You have to, you have to move. If you're Zidane, Real Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Roberto Carlos, Raul, Kaka, all of the top players <laughs> know that that's a, a platform you need to go to. Beckham. And maybe we'll even go to a certain, a certain defender who is now making that move there. When Real call, you have to go. It is like that is just the zenith. That's the pinnacle of football. So once, like, to prove yourself, you have to just, yeah. It's like, I went to Real Madrid and I made it. It's a sort of, you know, when guys say like, you know, I went to Hollywood and I made it. No, everyone makes it in Hollywood. You know, guys will come from freaking Arizona, freaking France, from Nigeria, whatever, coming to make it in, in Hollywood. Not everyone makes it. But if you make it in Hollywood, poof, that's it. You're You're done. So you got to make it in Hollywood, bro. Let's talk about Barcelona. Barcelona, just like Argentina, Barcelona. Firstly, and we're going to start at the end here, 11 minutes at a time. So they played a game that was 101 minute. If you add the first half stoppage time, it might be like 102 or three. I'm going to need your help with this one, too. Rayo Vallecano? Rayo Vallecano. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. You're calling them a volcano, which I find funny. But did they score once? No. No, no, no. It was No, it was 1-0. It was 1-0. It was 1-0. Yeah. The 1-1 that was in my head was the Copa del Rey final. But, yeah, it was was 1-0. How do you not score in 100 and something minutes against Rayo Vallecano? No, no, at home, right? Were they at the crib? Yeah, they were at the crib. They were were at at, at the company. What's going company? on? Memphis, what's up? <laughs> Traore, what's up? Dembele, ah. No, I, I, I think basically... Gabby, what's going on, bro? The, 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 the honeymoon era is officially finished, man. No, Dijon is, is, is Pedri, man. No Pedri, no party. This, this is what's happening. As soon as Pedri's left, struggles have been back. So because you don't have a child, because a child isn't, isn't playing, then come on, bro. Wasn't Pedri not playing with Coman as well? Like, wasn't he injured? And then that led to a slip. What if he is the key? What if he's so good that if he's not in the team, they look bad? And if he's in the team, they look good. A child. Fetus. Embryo. (laughs) Zygote. How far do you want to go? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that that might be it. It could just be Pedri. No Pedri, no party. But I watched the last few minutes. You never got the sense they'd score. There was a few den- dangerous situations they got into, but it just it wasn't it wasn't it. You you said the honeymoon's over, so Xavi's now 
in reality? Oh yeah, no, no, no. This, 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 this is reality now. It's just reality. Like, and look, my things are look. It was never gonna be plain sailing, but when they, when they circumcised, um, oh boy, Real Madrid at the at the at the crib, I was like, oh, okay. They didn't have Benzema and so forth, but it was such an amazing performance. Like, okay, well, maybe Javi is is cooking something, you know, but. It seemed as if his the the the, the meal he, he made was slightly undercooked, bro. So, so we got some questions about this. So let's ask these now. From Suleiman, yeah. thoughts on Volcano FC doing the double over Barca? <laughs> if Lugo can beat them, why can't the Catalans? Also, audience, if you want to be like Suleiman is actually a Barca fan masquerading as a Lugo fan, <laughs> based off what happened with Liverpool. So he's really a Barca fan. Uh, it made and he sent me a picture. Or sent us a picture. May 30th, 2021. Lugo did beat Rayo Vallecano 1 0. Uh, Lugo had 22% possession. They completed 172 passes, 58% pass accuracy. They fouled eight times. They weren't offside. They only had one corner, but they beat Rayo Vallecano. So there you go. Stats from Google. So I don't know is the answer to that question and from sudan's sudan tg sudan's top general xavi ball give me xavi netta the grass cutter is at barcelona and cooking suleiman was right he's a purple patch merchant two questions why the hell did madrid have to get caught up in the purple patch and is he just spanish ollie Sorry for the long question but i'm living life so he's a madrid fan obviously he's quite happy that they lost um is Xavi Spanish Ali? That's slightly harsh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very harsh. And for, for, for me, no. Because I because when things were going well, I can I can see the the coaching is doing. Even when things were going well for all in United, I didn't know what United were, were doing. So for all it's always it's always felt like like vibes. But it feels like if there's an actual direction. With regards to what these guys are doing, man. So, you know, this is it's it's it's, it's different, man. How do I word this without being disrespectful? So you're calling him Spanish only, pretty much. I feel like Oli might have been more qualified. In the sense of like he was a manager at least for like ten years. He did stuff he with Malmo. With he did stuff with Cardiff. Like he at least I know he was a manager for a time and did things. Javi was in the desert. Javi of Arabia. <laughs> Javi Mad Max. Javi. <laughs> I don't know any of the desert movies, but he was out there just getting his coaching badges or whatever he was doing. So, and maybe for two, three seasons, all I feel like Ollie was more qualified for United than Javi was for Barcelona, except for the fact that Javi is Javi. And you just trust him to just no ball on a level that, and he can relate to players at that club in a way that someone else couldn't. I do think, to your point, though, he's shown things in the successful period that he had where it's like, okay, no, like it does make sense. Like it can work. But I still think he needs particular players to be on the pitch. Most primarily or primarily is Pedri. Like, if you want to compare him to Ali, I'm not going to just throw that out the window. Like, I get it. Particular man for a particular club at a, at a particular time. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Ollie's just become a joke. <laughs> so Madrid fans are happy, I guess. I guess we could talk about the Champions League. Madrid against Manchester City. Initial thoughts? Because by the time people listen to this, the game will have already started probably. Are you putting on like the 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 good suit with the with the hat? <laughs> or is it just like a standard uh pre-match? Um Man City are going it through. I just I just oh, don't wow. know. I, I just don't know what this, the, the, the narrative what the storyline is gonna be. But they are gonna go through. So it's just dependent on in what way and what scenario do they go through. This game tonight, I believe City win two one. And it's like 2-2 in the second leg. 1-1 or 2-2 in the second leg. The first leg is almost irrelevant unless City win it by a lot. So if City win 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, 3-1, 4-1, something like that, mm. Madrid not going to get it back in the second leg. No, no. If it's anything like 0-0, 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 2-2, Anything that's within a margin of one or two goals, it's all to play for, and anything happens in that second leg because neither of these teams are going to sit back and just park buses. Mm. So goals are going to be scored. The aggregate score is probably going to be three, four, fives, something like that. Basically, Madrid just can't mess up this leg by losing 3-0, mm. 4-0 because you're asking too much at the burnabout. So in that sense... I just want to see a good game, no red cards, just the referee doesn't ruin the game, all that kind of stuff. And just yeah, all those hopefully decisions, Vartax. Yeah, just keep it within a margin to where the second leg is is what we want it to be. No injuries, obviously. Cancelo not being there for the first leg is a big deal. I'm not sure about the fitness of Walker. He hasn't played, I don't think, any of well, yeah, City's so, games so, in so, between. So, so. I think what they're saying is Walker... Cancelo and I think even Stones may be out. Wow. But, but Walker and sorry, Walker and Cancelo are definitely not 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 available for for the first leg. So yeah, so. I mean you're gonna have what Vinny or Rodrigo running at Zinchenko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could you you could see a scenario where which Madrid get it's, at least a goal. So is, is Hazard still injured? Bro, let it go. Just no. Just let, never, it go. Never, never let it go. <laughs> Just let it go. Every, every time they post clips of Hazard and stuff, I'm like, you know what? Nah, I, I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I refuse to, 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 to let it go, bro. I can't. When's the last time he played? And would you want him thrown in this game? I don't know if I. He, he, if you threw him in this game without playing, he'd get injured again because he'd pull a hamstring or something bad would happen. So I'm. Hazard just needs to leave in the summer. I don't know where to. Maybe back to Lille, Chelsea, if they'll take him. But, yeah, I think the Madrid thing's done, man. Sorry. <laughs> Sad story, bro. Sad story. He he needs to go to a place where he can just, like, recuperate for the World Cup. Because that might be his last chance in December. Or no, is it November and December? It's November. probably his last chance. November. So Madrid can win this this first game. But if I, if, if I were a betting man like 2-1 City. We might have the same scoreline. And then it goes to the Bernabeu and you'd be bold to tell me anything that's going to happen in the second leg. It's Champions yeah, League. No, I, I just Anything I, can happen. And 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 the Bernabeu isn't this, what would you call it, like some home 
field no, no, no. home pitch advantage. Like, <laughs> but you I, do I, I any and everything. It's, there, so. it's City's year, bro. I, I just think it's going to be City's year. Hmm. It has to be. It has to be the year. In the other tie, we have Liverpool against Villarreal. C- can you see the yellow submarine beat? <laughs> no. no, no, no. It's not happening. They're in the semifinal. And I always think if you get to the semifinal, anything can happen. No, 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 no. That's that's the final. That's the final. Nah, semis. Once you get to the semis, it's it's no, no, no. Anything. It's the final. Like, no, bro, no, no, no. Final nobody, is where nobody would have thought that Chelsea in twenty twelve was going to beat Barcelona. No, no, no. Final. And is they the one. did it. Those, no, no. Those are anomalies. But the one where it's anyone's game is it a final one off, bro? Anyone of course. can get it. Well, that, so that, semifinal. It goes without saying, but. It's two legs, 180 minutes. If you make it to a semi, that means you've beaten two pretty good teams on the way there already. Uh, context. Context. Villarreal are going to be harder for Liverpool than Bayern. Or you. Liverpool would have destroyed UV. Liverpool would have smoked Bayern. 100%. This is going to be a tougher game for Liverpool. They'll still win, but this will be a tougher game for them than UV or Bayern. I think the way Spanish teams play could give Liverpool some some issues. You play with the high line, you play with you know high intensity. You just need one or two good situations where you can combine passes together and just find spaces and one ball through. So, so you're saying I, the real can say what's up. In the same way that I think that I would want Dortmund to beat Bayern, and I can believe the hype for a moment, but then really I know nothing is going to happen from that belief. That's the same way I look at this. I can envision a scenario where Villarreal score, but does that mean they win? No. <laughs> Put it this way. They could score a goal and then still lose like 3-1, 4-1. But in my mind, I'm just in, I'm picturing how they could score. And it's just it just the way that Spanish teams play, I feel with like the 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 ball on the floor, intricate passing, good technical control in close spaces. You could get through a Liverpool press that way and find yourself two v one, two v two, and just figure out how to get it, how to get the ball past Allison. I'm sure everybody can picture how that could go in their mind, just based on the intensity that Liverpool play with. But that doesn't mean that they win the tie or win the game. I'm just saying, like they could get some as you go, they could get some cheddar. They're not going to win the the tie, no. So I feel like Liverpool are in the final. It's just who are they going to play? I'd rather they play Madrid, if I'm honest. I'm kind of over the City Liverpool thing, but it oh, no, no, it's, it's going to be City Liverpool because that's just the narrative of the season. Yeah. It's just they're competing on all fronts in everything. So, um, Chelsea played West Ham. West Ham rested a bunch of people because they have a Europa League match on Thursday. Chelsea struggled. Jorginho missed a penalty that Lukaku won. Very bad penalty, by the way. Uh, Pulisic from Alonso assist scores. Chelsea got away with three points. Anything? Any quick word on that? The the football is is horrendous. The football is horrendous, and there needs to be a huge, massive, seismic revamp of the of most of most of this freaking team. I tried to tell people this that Tuchel's never had to create an attack at the in the Bundesliga. How hard is it to get a team to score goals? Honestly, 
Well, he and and and, and if helped, you're no, managing no, no. door, he helps man. launch the ooze. He helps launch the ooze. He helps launch the ooze. Man, how, so how hard is it to launch attacks in the how how hard is it to make Dortmund a capable attacking team in the Bundesliga? Is my that was my one question. Maybe it is difficult. I don't know. I've never been a coach, but from the outside looking in, that league seems prime to just let good players go out there and play. Then you go to PSG. How hard is it to get Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria into attacking scenarios and just tell them you guys figure it out? How hard is that really? Really, what you're trying to do is manage ego, and you just—I think he even said it himself. Being at PSG is like it's like being a babysitter or a counselor or something. Like you're managing personalities more than you're managing football. You go to Chelsea, and now you actually have to create attack. Oh, what the first season? He found some fluidity with, you know, Mount and Havertz and Werner and this and that. Then he's like, I need a striker. They buy him Lukaku. Lukaku clearly does not work in this team. Not because Lukaku is bad, but primarily because the team doesn't know how to play with a striker. With an an out-and-out number nine, you would say. And one of Lukaku's quality. I'm sure if you put Lewandowski or Benzema in there, their footballing capabilities, they'd figure it out. But that's kind of the point is when you have a player like Lukaku that you you can't just figure it out with him. The plan has to be tailored to his to him specifically, like we saw with Conte and Inter. Tuchel, I don't think he's capable of that. So what has he done? He's regressed in a sense or just gone back to what worked last season, was, which is just I'm going to put as many good performing footballers at the top of the pitch as I can, which I guess would be Havertz, Ziyech, Mount, uh, Werner increasingly, which is interesting. And the, the fluidity that they have and the way that they can interpret space and all of that stuff, they can figure it out and they'll sort that out. What I'll do, though, is I'll make the defense solid, rigid, back three, wing backs, all of that. And we won't concede as many goals and the attackers can figure it out. But what happens when the attackers are trash or just they just decide today is not my day and I'm not going to score? You don't, They don't have a plan. Which goes back to my original point that I don't think he's ever really had to create an attack. And that's the problem. I've said that since last season. <laughs> People have now figured it out. Which, you know, welcome welcome aboard my, my boat or my train or my plane or whatever. But, yeah. That's, it's going to be a problem. Liverpool played Everton. Which is more interesting? Origi or relegation? Go with what floats your boat, I guess. I mean, look, I think Origi, it is what it is, you know, I mean, it's hard for him to start because these guys are quality, but you have to look at how clutch this guy is and how many important scores that this guy scores, you know. Um, but again, if you're a guy who scores important goals, is that enough for you to really stay on, on, a, on a team's roster? But I think if you're Origi, you have to go to a team where you can be a, a starter because there's a very good striker there. There's a very mm. good striker who I'd like to see what he does being a starter for a team. And with regards to um, Everton and Lampard, I don't think they'll get relegated. I, would, I want Lampard to relegate because I think that would be the best <laughs> thing to humble him because it is humbling, but I think Everton somehow will survive. I think they'll somehow survive. You know, Lampard waited like a long time to get like a, a good job in his eyes, like in air quotes, a good job. Mm. And he landed on Everton, which... It, it is a good job generally, but not this season. They needed somebody with real 
relegation experience. Big Sam, baby. Sam Allardyce, Pulis. Uh, where's Martin O'Neill? We're like, where are they, where are these dudes? Just like the 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 same old white dudes that were like, where are you? Hodgson, he went to mm. Watford. Pardue. <laughs> They needed one of those. You know what I'm saying? You guys always get work because of, like, I don't know who you know or whatever it is, but you guys yeah, are always yeah, in these Mark, situations. Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. But wait, he's uh, actually, he's yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about Mark Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Allardyce would have been would have been nice. I think that would have worked, actually. Mm. Because they, uh, Sean Dyche was sacked from Burnley. They sacked him, and in the last three games, nine points. They've got seven, and they really should have nine of nine, but West Ham got a late equalizer. If you can just... Sacking a manager at the right time is important, or just getting rid of somebody at the right time is important. If Burnley would have got rid of Sean Dyche ten games ago, they're comfortably 16th, maybe? But they held on because of sentiment and whatever the case. But just get rid of the guy at the right time. Lampard was not the right guy at the right time and they'll hold on probably because they've got more talent than the people who they're competing against so if i had to bet burnley go down but they shouldn't have gone down they just held on to dice too long what happened with manchester united did they lose again arsenal of course arsenal are so confusing man they lost three in a row then they beat chelsea and then they beat manchester united who wants top four who like do you want to be in the champions league nobody wants it bro no one wants that shit. Like Chelsea are comfortably third, but between those three, like United, I think United are gone now. And it's between Arsenal and, and Tottenham. United are finished, bro. <laughs> what do you all want? Do, do you mean they're finished this for this season, or you think they're for like they're the finished. foreseeable future? For the foreseeable future. Oh wow! Because <laughs> is Ten Hag who only has Eredivisie. Um, experience and is a philosophy manager, is it not going to come in and turn everything around? I don't know, bro. Because these guys need a serious makeover. Like, what? Well, this is like now with the fourth, fifth manager now. Yeah. Uncle Mo warned us. He said football heritage. No one wanted to listen. So. How many is it? Okay, so they had Moyes, Van Hal, Mourinho, Solskjaer. Do we count Ragnick? Nah. Yeah. Really. Okay, and then Ten Hag, so that, that would be six. It's just not good. Cristiano Cristiano does actually. I was watching him closely. He's not bad. It's just asking too much. The positions he gets into are good. The team around, it's just bad. I feel like if you put him in a functioning team, where he just, I, just, just give me the ball in my spots and I'll score. Yeah, look, feed if, him and he'll score. If that feed was all, if score. if that was all that was required, and he was just like the icing on top of the cake, you could get a lot of goals and a lot of points. But if you place him into dysfunction, he'll still get his to an extent, but it won't be in service of like winning. It'll just be in service of maybe surviving. And I feel like that's what United are doing right now. Like they're not playing well. They're just they're just out there. Just to finish the season, it feels like. But yeah, I was I looked at him, I was watching him, and it's just like, yeah, it's, he's the same player. This team is just bad. Very bad. <laughs> very, very, very bad man. Bruno Bruno is so trash these days. 
Yeah, if you just if you just focus on Bruno for like ten minutes at a time, it's just like, well, what are you doing? It's like the amount of times I'm just like, just kissing my teeth at this guy. It's just like, man, I do have one bone to pick with you though. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for this? And, and, and we'll get out of here on this one. You keep going on about Olivier Giroud and Tammy Abraham. Should should Chelsea have gotten rid of Olivier Giroud and Tammy Abraham, mm-hmm. considering what Lukaku is up to? Mm-hmm. Now, you say Lukaku is Serie A tax. That he performed well in Serie A. How good is Serie A? Really? Shiro, Chiro. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Immobile. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm over Italian as of 4:04 p.m. on April 25th. Immobile. How, on one hand, can you say or use Giroud and Tammy's performances in the Serie A as evidence to support they should still be at Chelsea? when the reason that Lukaku shouldn't be at Chelsea is because of his performances in Serie A. How does that work? Options. So, let's say Chelsea still kept Tammy and they brought in Lukaku. Lukaku's walking. Damn it, we need to go. Timo Werner is brainless. Damn it. <laughs> Tammy, come on and offer something. Damn, we need to go. Bring in Giroud. So, the thing is that when you're, when you're building a squad, you want that kind of plan Z. You want that thing... You must, you know, they say, you know, in case of a rainy day, mm-hmm. and you want to think of like, all right, this plan is not working. I've got a plan B, because Tammy. So it's not really necessarily what they're doing in Syria. So for the, it's just there's that's an option that is a very different option from what you have right now, whether it's Havertz, Werner, or Lukaku. So the issue now is, if Lukaku isn't working, you've got a moron in a Timo Werner, or you've got a guy who isn't a natural striker in a Kai Havertz. So. Whereas for me, if, if I have, have a team, I have a, a minimum of two strikers, minimum. I do not go into, because I'm, I'm old school, I don't go into a season with one striker. I'm going to season with two strikers. Okay, I understand. Okay, so so you're not saying because they're doing well, no, no, they no, should no. be in the team. No. You're just saying because they were there and of a certain profile, mm. they should be in the team just as a backup to Lukaku. Yeah, yeah backup. Okay. See, but I think Tuchel would have thought Havertz can be number nine as well. So he'll be my backup backup. Uh, so I can let those guys thing, leave. Bro. That's trash. Thing. Havertz should be given a free roll or pleasure. So as a support striker, just you can't use him as a backup striker. Come on, that's, that, that's trash. We did get one question. Yeah. Uh, given the same amount of time and investment as Klopp and Guardiola, what does a Thomas Tuchel team look like? I don't Hard know. Hard to say. Hard to say. I, I'm not sure. Klopp, Klopp has a particular style of play. We know what that looks like. Mm. Guardiola has a particular style of play. We but know what that looks like. Dortmund played pretty cool football, man. With the like, that's how the Us was was born. The Us was born under Tuchel. I was like, but, oh, geez, the Dortmund's look pretty good. But is 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 that Tuchel or is that Dortmund? They didn't play that way under who's that guy with glasses? I've forgotten what his name is. The bald dude with with with, with glasses, and then. Boaz? Um, Peter Bosch? I think it's Bosch, yeah. I think it's Peter Bosch, yeah. Like, no, look, these guys, like, they were really, like, that's when I was like, oh, jeez, look, look at this Tuchel guy. He could really be something. And I was like, when PSG got it, I was like, oh, you know, this guy is really, he's taken the torch from Klopp really well and so forth. And he's, and I think that, look at Debele now. 
he was a really big factor in making the us the, the us in the way that he he that he used it. And let's just be real. His pitch team were up and down, but his pitch team played better football than under Poch. Because <laughs> you know, under Poch, I don't know what's what's up, bro. I think it's just <laughs> vibes. So, uh, I think he's gone. Pochettino. No, no, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's and they gone. said they said Antonio Conte offered Conte. himself to PSG. <laughs> yes. Look, man, a... I mean, yeah, like, why, why not? Like, He's I, I can't even say the word, man. He's 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 just out there, bro. He just wants money. This is ridiculous, man. Um, but no, I don't know what a Thomas Tuchel team looks like with time and money. I know what a Klopp team looks like. I could have told you what the team looked like before this one. I know what a Guardiola team looks like. I could have told you before we saw this one. I have no idea what Thomas Tuchel's ideal football looks like. I just think he's. He knew he was coming into a team in Chelsea that if you don't get results, you get sacked. So I I think any idealistic thought that he had about, I want to play football this way, went out the window as soon as he signed. And he started against Wolves. He started with a back three, and that never left like the whole season. It was just is this season where he's maybe fiddled a bit with, you know, back five, back three, back four, this and that, um, when things have gone bad. But who knows? I think his style is much more pragmatic than he's given credit for because he's not from Portugal or, you know, just one of those traditional pragmatic countries. He's German, so he gets like this benefit of attacking football doubt. But I think he's he's very pragmatic in the way that he sees football and goes about it. The best thing he's done to Chelsea in his tenure is make them defensively resilient Hmm. it's not it has nothing to do with the attack you wouldn't say any attackers have dramatically improved since lampard but who has improved is like rudiger a few mid kovacic maybe you might make that argument tiago silva um the wingbacks chilwell and james and those guys they look better the goalkeeper obviously mendy even keppa they look better because of just the, the solidity in the team. But you wouldn't say, oh, man, Callum Hudson-Odoi, he's gotten the Dembele package. Like, no. Like, you would think if you're good with Dembele, try that with one of these guys. But maybe they're not as good or just maybe that was just a particular man at a particular moment at a particular time. This has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. We've been running our mouths too long. We will see you guys next week. Remember to follow us on all the social medias. Links in the yes, description. Sir. I'm Daniel. Who are you again? Have hope. That boy. That kid. Are you sure? Did your mom name you Have Hope? Yes. Really? Did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Do any of your siblings ever call you that? Like, by accident? My, my name is Have Hope. That's my real name. My name is Have Hope. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, around the house. Like, have no. you ever heard Double H? My name is... That's my name. That's what I call it. Like, I, I call it Have Hope. That's my name. So, what do you... That's my name. So... Uh, Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. All the links in the description. Happyfootball.com, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Talking Titans podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Peace, guys. Peace, peace, peace. One love. Sports Social Podcast Network.